Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bow, and myself continue our discussion on Article 6 of the Augsburg Confession, A New Obedience. Welcome to the Being Lutheran Podcast. I'm Pastor Brett Bow, joined by Pastor Jason Goodham and Pastor Brian Rickey. And thank you for listening to us. And uh, as always, we want to encourage you to um, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify, wherever you listen where did to your that, podcast. What was the other one I was talking about? We just added ourselves to something. Stitcher? No. No. Not Stitcher. It was. Uh, but that's also social media. There's yeah. a Facebook page, YouTube there's Instagram. Music. Oh, I think oh, we're yeah. live on YouTube yep. now. Yeah. Leave, leave a, a, a rating, too. Like subscribe. A, yeah, subscribe. Ring the bell. Yes. <laughs> yep. Wait, I, and in spite of all this self-promotion, I also want to... <laughs> we wanna, promote Jesus yeah, here. Yeah. I also want to thank the people who reach out to us and tell us yeah, that they're listening. We, you know, we get a couple of those a month, mm-hmm. and, and we've mentioned this regularly on the podcast before, so if you're rolling your eyes right now, I get it. But mm-hmm. uh, we are, and by we, I mean I, <laughs> are not... Uh, technologically savvy enough to have analytics on the podcast. Are you speaking of the royal we? The royal we. (laughs) The the divine we. (laughs) No. Um, Heresy. But but, uh, all we get uh, for data on the podcast is raw. It's Mm -hmm. total streams is, is what I get. And so... Being contacted by people who listen Mm -hmm. and, you know, how, you know, this is impacted wherever they're at in life. Yeah. And, and and it especially blows me away. You know, when we're at our own denominational events, we have people mm-hmm. come up and talk to us and that's great. But yep. the amount of people listening to this podcast from outside the AFLC boggles my mind. Mm-hmm. And and so it's a really sincere thank you from yeah. us yes. that, that you yeah. listen and Amen. that you interact with us and that you tolerate us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to that end, we should probably not move to talking about sports. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing people say, not really us to talk about. There's not really a lot to talk about right no. now. Yeah. Oh, yes, there is. Wonder if we could do this podcast <laughs> with cardboard cutouts in the stands. Oh. Well, and one thing we've yeah. been tossing around, and we would love to hear from you guys, is we're thinking about putting a couple cameras up for the YouTube part of this. Mm-hmm. And so, I, if you guys are interested, I don't know why you'd want to see my face first, but Jason's the prettiest. You know, the, the, and, the camera would be mounted directly behind my. Oh, head. there'd be several cameras. Now we do a multi-camera thing. It'd be and, like Mr. Wilson yeah. and Home Alone or yeah. Home Improvement. We, we yeah. have the capability to do it, so but we just love to hear from you, the listener. And um, if most of you are just listening to it on your commute, then mm-hmm. there's no need to do that. But if it's something that you that you might be interested in, let mm-hmm. us know. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing we'd be interested in knowing is if we were to offer merchandise, would it be wanted? Oh, there's no question about that. And I want some. Yeah. No, I want a mug and I want Me a too. sweatshirt. Yep. But uh, we, we lack the vocational skills to. I don't. Hey, I know you how do. to do this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is this is one of the things I think that we actually have going for us over the other Lutheran podcasts is that we yeah. have a better logo. I love oh, yes. our orange yeah. Luther silhouette yeah. and the why yep. we are who we are tagline. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, we've been talking. Kind of casually for about a year now and getting oh some probably more merch. than that yeah I, I don't know but we need to just, just pull the trigger and do yeah, it just do it make it available Nike have some contests yeah Nike mm-hmm. no it's those, no <laughs> oh, maybe no. maybe Ooh. not Nike yeah now we're getting political on us strike that reverse it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right why don't you reread yeah uh, Article Six so we can get brushed up on things and uh, we'll go through the mm-hmm. rest of the uh, like we mentioned last time the misunderstanding of where the Lutherans stand on good works yep. 
Good stuff. Yep. So Article 6 of the Augsburg Confession of New Obedience, it says this, Also they teach that this faith is bound to bring forth good fruits, and that it is necessary to do good works commanded by God because of God's will, but that we should not rely on those works to merit justification before God. For remission of sins and justification is apprehended by faith, as also the voice of Christ attests. When ye shall have done all these things, say, We are unprofitable servants. Luke 17.10 The same is also taught by the fathers. For Ambrose says, It is ordained of God that he who believes in Christ is saved, freely receiving remission of sins without works by faith alone. That's it. Amen. Amen. All right. So here's the controversy again. Lutherans say you are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, on account of Christ alone. Um, and immediately a law-heavy confession mm-hmm. will say, Lutherans teach that you don't need to obey God's law anymore. Lutherans <laughs> teach that good works is not necessary. And mm-hmm. that is as far from the truth as possible. Lutherans for yeah. 500 years now are saying we are still required to keep God's law. God's law is binding on us, mm-hmm. but God's law is not to be a part of the discussion of salvation. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, we are not saved by our good works. We are not. Our salvation is not sustained by our good yeah. works. Yep. So theologically speaking, the articles must be separated. Mm-hmm. As we consider the life of a Christian in real time, in the here and now, mm-hmm. both are simultaneously true. Yep. And, and it's a theological tension, like we yep. we like in the Lutheran Church. And and we've mentioned when we were in the series on the Catechism before. The way you ought to think about this is, as Christians, we live under the law, informed by the gospel, and as Christians, we live under the gospel, mm-hmm. informed by the law. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. It's, it's, it's a both and for our, our standpoint. It's, it's not just the confession about Christ yep. that matters, and it's not just the Christian life of love that matters. Mm-hmm. Both are simultaneously true, but theologically must be separate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think this is the this is a subject where, for me as a Lutheran before really being a Lutheran, that I didn't understand, and I think because of that. I didn't have a lot of assurance or confidence in Christ. It was because it was all jumbled together, but having those distinctions made really clarified and helped me see the gospel more clearly and, and really freed me. And so I'm very thankful for the Lutheran teaching in this, this regard. That's why I am a Lutheran pastor. Yeah. It's this, it's this right here because, Mm -hmm. um, I'm not saying this in a, in a denominationally way, but the churches that I attended, the congregations that I attended, could not articulate this. And mm-hmm. I was I was in many different denominations uh, as either like a media director or we attended as a family. Yep. And this is this that mingling mm-hmm. of these two areas because of whether an inability to articulate it or a laziness to articulate it, it wasn't articulated. And mm-hmm. so when I heard this. I remember leaving one of our seminary classes hmm. uh, crying. I sat in my car and I'm like, I finally found my home. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was such an amazing thing. And we were going through the formula of Concord, actually, um, <laughs> on justification. And it cool. addressed the good works aspect of it. And yep. I just remember hearing Dr. Munseth talk about it. And I asked him a question after class. And I literally had to run to my car because I, I was about to have my snot cry, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a new term for me. It, 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 it meant yeah. so, so much 
much to me yeah. that this was articulated in a way oh, that not only explained stuff. our um, justification aspect, but how we maintain our position in Christ. Mm. Because a mm-hmm. lot of theology ignores that. Mm-hmm. And that's where I kind of test people like, well, okay, we're saved by grace through faith alone. What keeps you mm-hmm. in that, that state? And it's the same thing that saved us. Yep. It's it's yeah. the sanctification yeah. of Christ, grace. His righteousness, mm-hmm. is how we maintain our relation, our right relationship with the Father, and then the good works then flows out of that. It flows out of the grace and mercy of Christ, mm-hmm. and that was the only time I had ever heard anyone articulate it mm-hmm. in a way that was clear. It was concise, mm-hmm. but left the mystery of God's amazing work. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's from our perspective as pastors is uh, we should, um, several things should be true. We, we, we've talked about this, especially with, with Article 4, is that the gospel is always for Christians. You know, yes. we, we had that criticism yes. where the American church, the gospel is for un-Christians and hmm. the law is for Christians, and we don't want to make that distinction. should have that as a merch t-shirt. Yeah, the, the gospel, go- the gospel is Christians. for Christians too. Yeah. But, but this reality should also be true as pastors, is we should be able to preach the law without also worrying about telling people to do good works. Mm -hmm. We should be able to encourage people to good works Mm -hmm. without jeopardizing our confession of the gospel. Mm -hmm. But both of those should be happening all the time. And the problem is uh, more often when there's problems in the church, only one of those is happening Mm -hmm. or we're trying to preach the law and qualify ourselves to death Mm -hmm. or we're trying to preach uh, or we're trying to preach the gospel, qualify ourselves to death, or we're trying to preach the law, mm-hmm. don't know how to get to the gospel except for saying, but Jesus. And we mm. talked about this off mic, and this is where I, if my conviction is that this is where the, the bride of Christ imagery really comes into play. I think it, it really explains that in a wonderful way as mm-hmm. Christ is the bridegroom, the church is the bride of Christ. And you talk about that marriage, that covenant love of, that that is in marriage. And I think it's so appropriate to I don't know if you want to use the term bridge the gap, uh, be able to articulate this in a way that a, mm-hmm. a common person could understand. I just found it very useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like we, you know, we, we're not denying that the law should ever be preached. You know, we're, no. we're insisting on that and, and ac- actively saying people need to keep the law. And, and that's part of preaching the law here. And it's a matter, it's, we always want to have it be law and gospel. Mm-hmm. And I would go back to our interview with Gene Veith. And mm-hmm. if you haven't mm-hmm. listened, I'd encourage that. The, the thing that Gene Veith said is that for Christians, oftentimes it's not a law or gospel issue mm-hmm. with the passage. It's a law and gospel that the Holy Spirit is doing both mm-hmm. in a particular passage of mm-hmm. scripture. Mm-hmm. And, and I think rather than having it be a paradigm, Lutherans treat law and gospel as if it's some kind of formula. Yeah. Oh, I agree with that. So mm-hmm. it's law or gospel oh, sure. or law then mm-hmm. gospel. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, we, we set up the entire podcast right away as one of the very mm-hmm. first few episodes setting up this notion that law and gospel are the language that God speaks to us. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, you know, one of the things when you are first become a Lutheran and you hear about the doctrine of law and gospel. And it's so amazing because most generic Christians had never heard 
the Bible treated in that your first temptation, and I know it was for me, and I think Brian, you said the exact same thing. Your first temptation is open your Bible, highlight all the law passages, highlight all the gospel passages, and then you automatically get it right. But <laughs> if it's not that's, that simple, Luther said, if you can rightly define law and gospel, you should be considered a doctor of the church. Um, my Bible as a seventh or eighth grader was all law passages well, un- underlined. <laughs> well, it's, it's whatever you're you're attracted to the most says a little yeah. bit about your confession yeah. of faith, but. One of our teachers said that most teachers mm-hmm. are attracted to the law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I thought that was interesting, an interesting mm-hmm. statement. Well, think how many people just in our own congregations have told us at one point in time or another. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. Give me mm-hmm. something to do, Pastor. That's I, that's my takeaway. I want to walk away from church knowing what I'm supposed to do this week. And th- one, that's not necessarily a bad thing. you know. But that's not the only thing. It's not the only thing, and it's not the primary thing. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is, and, and I know, you know, I, I went from being a Lutheran and I had my cage stage where I was, <laughs> I was violently We have it Lutheran. for Lutherans just like yeah, the Calvinists. Yeah, Calvinists do. Yep. I, uh, I had a student call me a Lutheran terrorist one time. <laughs> wow. Uh, and uh, I, I laughed uh. and considered it. But it's, you, you run the risk of turning the gospel into a formula or a, a rote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. you're, you're so conscious about preaching nothing but Christ and him crucified, uh, that that's the only thing you preach instead of pointing to Christ on the cross. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, when I was going through my preaching classes, my early ones for my doctor of ministry degree, the very first sermon I wrote for one of my profs, he he sent the assignment back to me. He said, write again. I, I can't grade this. Redo it from scratch. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you need to stop preaching on Romans. And mm. it was for an Isaiah class. And mm. it was, you know, is just going back to the same passages. Mm-hmm. And it's the point that all scripture, all the time, mm-hmm. is preaching to us law and gospel, mm-hmm. which means scripture is also yep. preaching about good works. It's preaching about living a pious, mm-hmm. godly lifestyle, but it's never doing so without the image of the cross present. Yeah. You know, the, the knowledge of the empty tomb so Mm -hmm. that we, we, we get Mm -hmm. both sides of it. And, and I think in today's Twitter culture, we are prone again to qualify ourselves to death Mm -hmm. rather than to let the word of God stand on its own. Mm -hmm. And so like you, you have this notion that in one of the, one of the Lutheran catchphrases, if you read Lutheran theology is this, this Latin phrase, lex semper accusat, which Mm -hmm. I just say, because it makes me sound smart. Uh, The, the, uh, the translation of which is the law always accuses. You put that out there and what are the what ifs that immediately come to, but, but. Mm -hmm. Was that Melanchthon that wrote that? I think Melanchthon did lex semper accusat. Mm -hmm. Uh, The, the radical Lutherans will say, then the law doesn't matter because now I'm saved and the law only makes me feel bad about myself. And those would be the antinomian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the the other wing of things say, well, you know, then you guys are walking away from good works altogether. Mm-hmm. No, we're saying that the law always accuses, but the law doesn't only accuse. Mm-hmm. So that even if the law tells me in Romans 12, 9 through 21, mm-hmm. let love be genuine, yep. hate what is evil, cling to what is good, outdo one another in, mm-hmm. in showing brotherly affection. And what are some of the other things in that mm-hmm. verse? Those are Christian things we ought to be doing. Yeah. And simultaneously, the law is telling us no matter where we are in our Christian walk, mm-hmm. that we're not doing them well, mm-hmm. that we're not doing them good yeah. enough. I had a, a member of my church just yesterday tell me, 
uh, you know, hearing some of, I think it, he was responding to a verse that said, be holy like I am holy. No. And he's like, I thoroughly cannot do that at all. You know, why do I even, you know, why? <laughs> and it, that what you're saying here, uh, it's, it was accusing him. Yeah. Well, and yep. it's in the pastoral response is easy to that. You say, you're mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Right. You can't yep. do it. Yep. But Christ has done it for you. Yeah. And that is the glory and the freedom of the gospel. Mm-hmm. But in mm-hmm. saying that, it's not simultaneously saying, but you shouldn't try. Right. Yep. You know, God still wants you to be holy as yep. he is holy. The declaration is that you are holy as he is holy. Yep. But in your life right here and now, you yep. need to demonstrate yep. that. And then when you don't demonstrate that, you repent and you have mm-hmm. the great and glorious gospel applied to you all over mm-hmm. again. And this is that life of assurance of salvation yeah. and right. life of vocation in play all at the same vocation. time. There we go. Vocation. We got it in this episode. So, so yes. maybe here then we should skip ahead mm-hmm. to what good works have to do with vocation. Hmm. Hey, Jason, what what does good works have to do with vocation? (laughs) Brian, I'm glad you asked. You and I are literally on the same page when it comes to our material. (laughs) Good works, our vocation. Mm -hmm. That it's our vocations define what our good works look like. Mm -hmm. And it's when we go back to our section that we did on the table of duties, when we, when we actually directly talked about vocation, instead of saying everything in the catechism talks about vocation, Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's the boundaries of our vocations that define what our good works are. Mm. And, and, and one of the phrases, I, I, we've said it a couple times on the podcast, I teach it in my congregation all the time, is just simply looking at boundaries to illustrate that. If you love your doctor the same way you love your wife, you've committed adultery. Mm-hmm. If you love your wife the same way you love your doctor, you might have killed your wife or <laughs> vice versa if you're a doctor and love your patient, right? Yeah. It's, it is okay for your doctor to slash you open with a knife if your doctor's removing your Okay, appendix. this isn't a true crime podcast. <laughs> <just to laughs> well, no, but, you know, if you suffer from appendicitis, yeah. you, you actually want your doctor to slash you open with yes, a knife. Yes, yes. It is not okay for me to do that, <laughs> right? Uh, Correct. And, and, and that's why... When we talk about good works, mm-hmm. what we're, we're, we're not going down the road of universal prescribed piety, mm-hmm. but it has to be done vocationally. Because if Christianity devolves into a system of moralism mm-hmm. that ultimately the confession is, I don't smoke or chew or grow up with girls that do, mm-hmm. you completely miss the point. Yes. Or if you step into your own congregation— and this is a this is a great litmus test. Mm-hmm. Any Christian you know, and you ask them, "What does a good Christian look like?" What what you're going to find out is if the answer is primarily in what we are doing right now, we're missing the doctrine of good works mm-hmm. in connection with justification. And how would you answer that question? What does a good Christian I look know like? I would. One who is repenting. Okay. Yeah. No. One, someone who's repenting. I didn't want to leave the listener hanging. No, no, just leave it your... just completely vague. We don't want to talk about the gospel because we're talking about good works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think ultimately, though, we have to be so careful because yeah. it's not for us to to discern that. Mm-hmm. You know, and so if someone asked me that, what does a Christian look, a good Christian look like? Just say, well, God knows that for sure. But then I would say, 
as someone who embraces the life of confession and mm-hmm. repentance yep. to yep. a salvation without regret. Well, mm-hmm. and it's important. It's not our job to who, decide who gets no. in and gets out. There's a, a popular Lutheran teacher, I've, I've heard him preach a couple times, uh, who in his sermons would regularly— Wait a second. Did you say popular Lutheran together? Popular Lutheran teacher that's an oxymoron. among Lutherans. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh come on. Uh, we need to get out there. Come on, Lutherans. But Let's he go. would say— <laughs> Uh, Christians, regardless of denomination, are going to be surprised at who's in heaven when they get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're always so preoccupied with who's not in. Mm-hmm. And, and our job is to proclaim the gospel and leave the sorting of the sheep and the goats to God. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. And I don't think that that's only intrinsic to the Lutheran well, denomination. Well, it's cross-denomination. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. You know, we we are we are all expert fruit checkers and expert expert <laughs> livestock sorters, right? That, yep. That's what it ends up. Now, the last thing we want to talk about, and and this is one of those things. Where I think maybe we should have planned for an eight episode arc on this. Ah, but we decided say, we definitely could. There's a lot. To it's so covered. misunderstood in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and you could talk mm-hmm. about the relationship of the law to the gospel. You literally, have that be the entire podcast topic, mm-hmm. and you would never run out of episodes. Yep. But the last thing. We got to look at it from the flip side. What happens if you end up commingling the law with the gospel? What happens if good works creep into your doctrine mm-hmm. of salvation? The but the, the thing gospel that happens, blender, the gospel mm-hmm. blender, yeah, the 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 magic bullet. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> uh, the, what happens is you end up eliminating the need for Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, if if any part of you can be saved apart from Christ then you don't need Christ at all. Yeah. Right? If it's, it's Galatians all over. It, well, it's, mm-hmm. Gal- it's, it's Scripture. It's all, all of it, over. but yeah. yeah if, if we at any point in time insert ourselves into the equation of salvation, mm-hmm. we've mm-hmm. abandoned Christ as the mediator. But even, yeah. even sanctification, because we can even misunderstand sanctification in that way. Oh, and again, mm-hmm. that was, again, part of the, the Galatian controversy. Yeah. And it's so easy to do that because our sinful nature just wants that something to do, like you mentioned mm-hmm. in the previous episode, to give me a list, just tell me what to do. And I said this off mic, but it might be worth bearing. You know, having that mindset in sanctification mm-hmm. is like saying to your spouse, I don't want to get to know you, just tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Tell me what the garage door needs to which be is Give me the, the most, list. Which is the most demeaning thing considering that Christ has provided one of the most glorious, selfless, sacrificial acts that this universe has ever seen. Mm -hmm. And to flippantly say, oh, just tell me what to do. I don't need to know about that is so offensive to me, quite frankly, Mm -hmm. at this point in my life. I get so angry Mm -hmm. at that because you are basically saying that, oh, Christ isn't worthy to get to know. Mm -hmm. And that is such an amazingly counter scriptural mm-hmm. idea and we may not know that we're doing this but when we embrace what you're describing that's exactly what we're doing well, yeah. yep. and and the end of it is is you you end up with a christian who is either a self-righteous pharisee yep. who is convinced that they are good enough apart from christ pride or despair or you end up with a christian who's convinced that they can't possibly be saved mm-hmm. you rob them of comfort yep and and Anything that takes our focus off of Christ, and what I by I, by saying our focus, I'm not talking about our sincerity, our commitment, mm-hmm. our devotion. I'm talking about like the center of gravity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything that would have us be convinced that we need something alongside of Christ, exactly, robs you immediately of comfort mm-hmm. because 
with the law, it can never be done enough. It can never be done yep. perfectly. Yep. There, there's not a, you, you either have the comfort of it is finished or you have the necessity of figuring out what more do I need to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But thank God that when the sun sets you free, yep. you are free, free indeed. indeed. Amen. Amen to that. All right. I chose this earlier uh, as we started the, the podcast and I, I th- or this episode, and I think it still applies. But again, just remind, remind ourselves what comes before Romans chapter 12, uh, mm. and that there's no, therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus in 8. And then in verse 12, mm-hmm. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, and that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also, invite a friend to check us out on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Please join us next week as we continue our discussion on Article 6 of the Augsburg Confession, looking at a New Testament verse. God bless you and have a great week.